0: Welcome. As a Christian, we have to ask ourselves, what actually is the Trinity? We all have heard before that the Father is God, that Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but one plus one plus one equals three. How can those three things be one? And so if you go on a Google search or if you look up what is the Trinity, chances are you'll come up with some neat analogy about what the Trinity is. Maybe they might describe it as being water, where it's H2 and o. However, if you heat it up, it turns into steam, cool it down, you have water, and freeze it, and then we have ice. However, the analogy breaks apart because it's just not analogous in any other way. When I look at the Trinity, first of all, I like to clearly define the terms and to make sure that we are looking at three in one. And to do that, we have to go way back to the Scriptures and to see what is in the Bible and what it tells us about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're listening to this and you're an atheist or agnostic and you're wondering why I would put so much faith in what the Bible claims, just go back and listen to the episodes where we talk about the Bible and look at the massive amount of support that it has for being a truly inspired unique, and trustworthy book. But if you are a Christian, you will know that the Bible speaks truth. And the Bible speaks of the Father as being God. Just think about Philippians 1-2. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Then we also have Jesus being called God. Titus two thirteen, Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as for the Holy Spirit being God, check out Acts chapter 5 verses 3 to 4. This one's a little bit longer. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You had not lied to man, but to God. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And then we see them all come together at Jesus' baptism. We have Jesus, the Savior, being baptized with the Holy Spirit descending upon him and God speaking. So this makes it even harder to define because we had other ways of looking at it like God has different modes, like he came down as Jesus. His action is through the Spirit. He's the Father in Heaven. All of these things. But modalism seems to be a heresy when you look at the fact that at one point in time, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in the same setting, all doing different things, and it just doesn't really fit the picture. So what do we do with all of this? Well, just like... Good pastors and the guys from the Bible Project say, although it's 66 books in the Bible, they all have the same message. So it does take a little bit of study. But through serious studies, you can see Job and how he found out that he didn't have as much knowledge as God, so he could try and think his way out of any problems. But ultimately, he was just vastly inferior to God. And this is not a cop-out, but it's just common sense. If you can imagine the creator of the entire universe who made everything with that infinite intelligence and that infinite power, that being who created you, how could you possibly understand everything about that being except what he reveals to you? And that is why the early church has said it's a mystery. And people have tried to work out what it means and have left it alone giving analogies, giving thoughts, giving ideas, but just accepting it because it's in the scripture and by having faith as well. As for me, I've been thinking about this question for a long time and I like the Derrida approach of deconstructing things. And that's actually what my other podcast is all about, working through psychology through the process of deconstruction. And when I was looking at the Bible and looking at analogies, I'd realize that it's pretty analogous to the computer programmer making a game. That's why this whole podcast series is called Testimony of an NPC. The NPC is a character within a game. And just like the computer programmer could create characters, the characters would have no idea about the computer programmer except what the programmer let the characters know about him. Luckily, God has revealed that he's loving, that he's just, And that we're also created in his image. So we have these minds that are very powerful, that can create, can think, can reason, just like God. And using these tools, we can unpack the Bible, run exegetical lectures, and try and work out exactly what the deep meaning is deep inside of it. And before I talk more about my idea of a great analogy for the Trinity, I just want to put it out there that this is purely my own thoughts. And I'm very much open to correction or thoughts or arguments or disagreements on it. So let's go. You've got the computer programmer. He made the characters. The characters are limited by the knowledge. The computer programmer, like you and I, are created in the third dimension. We live in this third dimension and we create our characters in the second dimension. Now, if you're using, say, an iPad, when you're making a creation, then you'd be drawing these little 2D characters. Now, on your iPad, if you touch the screen, it'll leave a dot. But if you had an advanced iPad from the future, and you touch the screen and could put your finger through the screen, that dot would turn into a circle because your finger would enter and leave the outline of a circle, which is the circumference of your finger. Now, If in the 2D game world, they saw this circle pop out of nowhere, they might try and form explanations based on what they already know. And that's where we get the God of the gaps type arguments, saying that, oh, well, in the old days, people didn't know about science, so they invented Thor as being responsible for thunder, and all of that sort of thing. However, the true God has given us revelation and has told us many aspects of truth that were only accessible through him and similarly if you have that programmer put his finger into the screen and he lets the people know that every time I do that that's actually my finger then they're going to be wow, well, every time a circle that is the creator's finger now obviously they can't see the finger they can only see what is left from it and that brings us to some of the arguments that we've talked about already such as the design argument, also known as the teleological argument, in which premise one is that which is designed has a designer. Number two, the universe was designed and the conclusion, therefore, the universe has a designer. Now, more work could be done in developing premise two to show that the universe has a designer, looking at things like the second law of thermodynamics and other philosophical arguments. However, for now, we'll just take it that the people in the computer program have discovered this form of logic and they have also been blessed with the revelation of their computer programmer telling them about every circle that you see that comes out of nowhere is my finger entering the game. So this is great and people go around and sometimes they see a finger and they start to form a relationship with the computer programmer based on what they learn. Now, I've got a very interesting point to put out now that brings it all together about the Trinity. What would happen if the computer programmer had his magic iPad from the future and he put three fingers through it? Then the people will all notice that, hey, I can see three circles. I know that the computer programmer told us that every time we see a finger, it's from him the creator, but now I see three different circles. Now you tell me, when they reason from that, will they say, that means that there's three creators and they've all put their different fingers into the computer program? Or will they say, hang on, the programmer likely has five fingers just like us and I can see three holes. Maybe it came from three fingers that belong to the one creator and now you can start to see how my analogy starts to sync up the three holes represent one god but in three different parts automatically we've answered that age-old question how is it possible to have three in one and you yourself can get a pool or a bathtub put three fingers in it underneath the pool you will see three fingers But looking up above the pool, you can see those three fingers connect to one hand. So it answers that sort of problem. Also, the three fingers are separate fingers. It's not like water that changes state. They're three separate fingers. Just like you have God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, which is not exactly the same as each other. However, they are all God. Each finger would represent the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the hand, the arm, the person represents God. Now beyond that, I am painfully aware that my analogy too does fall apart because fingers representing God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I get it. It's not that analogous. But you can see that this one is pretty close as far as everyone I've spoken to. And I came up with it just by studying theology, quantum physics, learning as much as I could, putting it all together and finding how it would translate into the trinity the strength of this i believe is that it just takes care of that contradiction that people talk about three in one being a logic impossibility but this clearly shows that it's not the case and it also is one of the better analogies that i've heard if you've heard a better analogy or you've come up with something go to my site testimony of an npc on anchor and it's got a a spot there for messages. If you want your message to be published on the show, I'm happy to do it. If you just want it privately, I'm also happy for it too. The weakness is that it's not that analogous to God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in how great and powerful and wondrous that they are, that all analogies, I believe, would fall apart in comparing anything to God. But my last point is this. In terms of the Trinity and salvation and everything like that i think that learning about the trinity helps you to understand god more i think the more you learn about theology the closer you can have a relationship with him however i also believe that this is not essential knowledge that if you have accepted jesus christ as your savior and your life is changing as a result then the ability to articulate the nuances of what the Trinity is becomes completely secondary. But in any case, I hope this has been useful. Please, please reach out. Let me know if you like this analogy, if you hate it, if you think that there's flawed in some way, or if you have a better one. In either case, I will see you on the next episode. Game over.